Welcome to the December 1st, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 1, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you also give them favor with both God and man. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 1, beginning in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise knowledge and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. 
when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Friends, I am beginning my ninth month of doing this podcast, and what the Lord has revealed to me, and I mention this from time to time, but everyone listening to this podcast, and even those not listening to this podcast, needs wisdom. And this first proverb basically talks about the importance of wisdom and what we're to do with it. The verse I really want to talk about today is verse 5. It says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. We will come back and revisit that verse prior to our closing today. But for those of you um, joining me for the first time today, if you did not get a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast, I would recommend you do that. Yesterday, we um, looked at Exodus chapter 1. I began that, and I'm doing a study on Exodus. We'll probably be in this for about eight weeks. But on Monday, I gave a preview of Um, what we're going to be studying. So if you get a chance, you may want to visit that as well. Today we will be visiting the second chapter of Exodus. And before we begin, I'm going to be talking about three points today. And the first point we're going to talk about is Moses is born. So I'm going to read the first 10 verses in chapter 2 of Exodus. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. 
Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew. And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. There's a number of things that I'd like to talk about having to do with these first ten verses. And in my commentary at the bottom of my page, and I'm going to give credit where it's due, I'm, I'm from the Nelson Study Bible. The version in which I'm reading is the New King James Version. But in the commentary, it makes the um, analogy here between Noah and the ark and how the ark that Noah built had saved his family and his son's families. Only eight people were left on the earth after the flood, but they're making that same analogy is that they're building an ark here, and the ark that they put Moses into, of course, it's a small ark. It's really probably nothing more than a basket, but because of the waters of the Nile, there's a chance he could have been drowned, but he was safe because of the way that this ark was constructed. But I really like the way that God is. God knew in advance that Moses was going to be born. All of this stuff was preordained, and that's what I like, and he made sure Now, we have to remember from chapter 1, and that's why I would encourage you to go to yesterday's chapter, the Pharaoh had come to the realization that the Israelites were gaining strength in number. And so whenever a young boy was birthed, they were to be killed and thrown into the Nile River. So, Moses' mother kept him for three months. Of course, she had to keep this silent because they were supposed to actually kill the boy. And of course, a mother's not going to kill her own son. So after three months, she arranges to do this, put him in a little basket, and a daughter of Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh, of course, is a king of Egypt. And being such, he probably had many daughters, but this is one particular one. She heard the cry of the child, and she went and investigated, and what she found was that this must be a Hebrew child, so he was probably a little bit of darker complexion, and she realized this, but I think it's awesome because she goes, I want to save this boy, This is a Hebrew child. In other words, she understood that her dad wanted all of these boys to be killed, and yet she did not allow that to happen. So she arranges to have the mother of Moses breastfeed Moses, 
And not only was his mother allowed to do this, probably until he was weaned and no longer had to be breastfed, which is probably maybe up to two years, but not only was he allowed to go with his mother, but she also paid him for that um, ability. So, so Moses' mother got to breastfeed her child as well as receiving wages. I think that's awesome. Number two, Moses kills an Egyptian. So keep in mind, between verses 10 and 11 has taken 40 years. Moses' life is broken down into three 40-year segments. So Moses is now 40 years old. Let's find out in verse 11 what happened. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to the one who did the wrong, Why are you striking your companion? Then he said, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. So basically what happens now is he's 40 years old and he is in fear of his life because he feels that it is going to become known that he murdered a man in cold blood, and if he sticks around, the odds are he's going to be executed. So he flees from Pharaoh and from the land of Egypt, and he goes to live in the land of Midian. The third one, Moses flees to the land of Midian. So as we continue chapter 2, beginning in verse 16, now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and they filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. In other words, he protected them. So he has that innate ability. He has compassion on those in need. So basically what happens from this point on, Moses saves these people from the shepherds, and then he goes and he is asked to come and meet the father, who is the priest of Midian. And the priest of Midian enjoyed Moses, and he liked him so much, he gave one of his daughters to Moses in marriage, and basically from that point on, that is 
pretty much the end of chapter 2, but as we go to the last paragraph of chapter 2, which I'm not going to read, that Pharaoh dies. So as I'm saying, this is the second segment of Moses' life. He's 40 years old, he kills an Egyptian, and now we are starting a stretch of 40 years. This is what I would recommend. For those of you wanting to do a deeper study, this would be my recommendation. After you finish listening to this podcast, when you're in your quiet time, I would encourage you to reread this entire story again in chapter 2 and take a deeper look. Find out more about this man, Moses. We will pick up in chapter 3 on Monday's podcast. But now, let's go back to verse 5 of Proverb number 1. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Notice in that one verse, they have the word wise and wise again. Friends, this is a reminder that God wants us to have wisdom. If you look in the Old Testament, in 1 Kings chapter 3, it's the story of King Solomon. And King Solomon had a vision of God in a dream. And God asked Solomon what he wanted. And Solomon answered and said, I would like wisdom. And if you have any desire to look further into that, that is another homework assignment for those of you who truly want to learn more about the Old Testament. It is found in 1 Kings chapter 3. But I will, let's go to the book of James in the New Testament in chapter 1, verse 5. It tells us, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and God will give it to him. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening to this podcast today and you've never taken the step to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please repeat this simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth. You set a wonderful example of how we are to live our lives every day. You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. You were willing to die on a cross so that anyone listening to this podcast would have all of their sins forgiven. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I invite you into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow 
as we close out the week with wisdom today.